Thanks to HelloFresh.com for supporting PC Perspective. Receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code PCPER30. Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective podcast. This is episode 476 being recorded on, I don't know, it's like November 15th, 2017. I'm Ryan Schrout. He's right. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm, uh, do I sound okay? Sound beautiful. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Alan Malbantano. We're creeping up into that episode <laughs> 500. We're, t- we're literally 24 weeks away, which I guess is like almost half of a year. Well, we won't do one next week. Yeah, and we don't count the CES podcast or whatever towards that count either, so. It's true. When I say creeping up, I mean check back with us in May or June, <laughs> actually, <laughs> as, I, as I look at it. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, apparently, some crap happened last week while I was gone. Yeah, yeah. I leave. A couple things. One or two things. I, I leave for one week, and suddenly, shit hits the fan. The world fan. turns upside down. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, uh, Cats we'll, and dogs living together. We'll talk hysteria. about that real quick, just as a, as a synopsis, because I want to be able to... To put in my two cents on that. A uh, quick reminder, we do record the show live. If you want to tune in to PCPro.com slash live, it's Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, you could do so. We have a chat room where we watch a chat room. We interact with it to some degree, right? More, Some more than others. Alan just can't stop paying attention to the chat room when it's going on, especially when they're talking about him, which is most of the time, I find. Uh, you can go to PCPro.com slash subscribe. And get this page if you need a gentle reminder about uh, the podcast or any of the live streams that we happen to be doing. Um, just ask for your name, your email. That's all we use it for. We send out a notification, you know, an hour, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes three hours before we do the live stream. Just as a note, like, hey, nudge, we're going to be doing this. Uh, make sure you have uh, uh, all the popcorn and soda and beer you need to be prepared uh, for that. And then we also still have our Patreon campaign running. These are our supporters that wish to make a recurring monthly contribution to what we do here, which is what you're looking at, right? Um, if you go to patreon.com slash PCPro, you get this page. And like I said, this is this is recurring monthly contributors. It could be a dollar. It could be three, five, ten, twenty, fifty, a thousand. Yes, even a thousand dollars a month you can contribute. Uh, and this is just basically enables us to keep having the guys we have, do the shows we do, pay the editors, um, you know, every once in a while, I guess, uh, to create videos, stories, content, all that type of stuff. We greatly, greatly, greatly super appreciate it. And anybody who becomes a new patron during the podcast live stream and or increases their patronage, uh, gets a little shout out, a call out on the show. Uh, let me check and make sure sometimes we have them right before because people know this in advance. We do not have any yet. So again, patreon.com. No, no, you will be shamed mercif- mercilessly. Yeah. By all the talking heads, which oh, they yes. seem to be more of them every week. <laughs> I thought you were saying I was going to be shamed mercilessly and then I was more confused about what was going on. No, some people like to be shamed and they'll pay for it. So <laughs> go to true. our Patreon. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, we will we, shame like the wind. The Patreon enables, enables us to do things like the mailbag, uh, which is a, a video series that we do once a week. We answer questions from people who submit them through YouTube or submit them through uh, uh, the uh, the website. 
We did a storage one last week. You did a storage one. Alan, as you can see on the stream, uh, stood in front of his wall of garbage and or sat, <laughs> sat in front wall of his of garbage. wall of garbage. There's a lot it's, going on there's there. A, there's too much going on there. There's, when there's too much, there's what? nothing. It's, it's not a cur- highly curated collection anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I, I'm at the museum, oh, Alan, whatever you want to call it. I'm married to an archivist. He t- yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you had all this stuff before that, I would wager. No, some of those shelves are her crap. Uh, off camera though. notice how i said crap no it's on oh, camera oh okay yeah. uh but anyway so alan did one on storage stuff so you can go check that out as well um and we'll have one up next week or this coming week and Wall then we also did garbage. pc per plays which is in uh uh ken hey and- alan before before oh, yeah. we go on yeah, can yeah, i yeah. ask you something alan what how do you dust that you don't carefully <laughs> <laughs> You just get high-powered fans, and the answer is you make you sure the, the answer is you move. You vacuum. <laughs> you vacuum that room more frequently. Uh, you got cats; it still kicks up all the dust. The vacuuming yeah. will do that anyway. Uh, we also well, you know, pe- I'm, I'm, I'm more asking for myself because oh yeah, you you do need some help. Yeah, I mean, I have an air compressor. <laughs> you glue it all down and then I've, you use an air. I've compressor. totally got an air compressor, like with a long hose. I, I cover everything with Teflon. The dust. I don't doesn't think you understand stick. what dusting mm-hmm. is. <laughs> that's just no. moving the dust yeah yeah that's not removed it's going to settle back. back yeah um we also do pc per plays this uh this week ken and jim played call of duty for modern warfare uh which is now 10 years old um in celebration of call of duty world war ii that was released this past week i guess yeah so you can go watch who played was it ken Did you oh yeah it? i died a lot you can watch ken die a lot were you playing single player? Did you play multiplayer? Single player. Multiplayer no, on that game on PC is just a bunch of aimbots at this point. <laughs> That's what I was hoping I would see against you, right? really. Yeah, because you need aimbots to defeat me. That's true. Yeah, there you go. So it you would have been a really boring stream, actually. It still looks pretty good, at least on this uh, little frame-in-frame capture. But Yeah. So that was Modern Warfare 4. Um, so before we move on to the stories, the new stuff... Uh, I was gone when you guys talked about a couple of things. One, Raja officially leaving AMD, even though I think we all kind of expected that when he went on his sabbatical and all that good stuff, right? Like, in general, in the technology field, going on sabbatical means uh, getting all my vacation time in before our contract ends, we quit, I'm fired, whatever it happens (laughs) to be, right? Whatever, whichever one of those circumstances occurs. Burn through all that time off. I totally expected that. I did not expect um, him to be rehired as quickly as it was, and also by whom? Was it like within the same minute? Well, <laughs> because it felt like it. <laughs> my my guess is uh, that it had he already knew been in where the he was going to go. Yeah, told AMD, and they said, "Well, okay, now we need to make this like an official thing," and that's yeah. why they happened. Bang, bang, back to back. All right, so Raja Kaduri, uh, famed bourbon drinker from our live streams. Um, is now employee at Intel. Not just an employee; he's a chief architect, um, he needs senior to come vice president and, uh... of core and graphics, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know, and I'm sure you guys talked about this last week, so I'm not going to regurgitate or try to expound on what it was. The most interesting thing I will say that I don't think a lot of people discuss, and I don't know if you mentioned, is that in that title, he is chief architect of the graphics, of course, but also core. Like the main processor division. Really? Yeah. So I didn't know that part. He goes from having, I don't know how, what his employee count was at RTG. He has like 10,000. Why are those the count? same person? 
Well, maybe <clears throat> say you're Intel and you've been accused uh, in the recent generations of not progressing architecturally forward enough. With graphics? No, no. With, or just in general. With, with, in general. with everything. With everything. Right. So, what if you had somebody with a different mindset, somebody who had an aggressive mindset on oh, development wait, so in both graphics create, and core? Did they create this position? Then? Yeah, essentially. So there was not a previous person that was. I don't believe there was anybody specifically called the chief architect of the that core. Did graphics and yeah, yeah. core? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was definitely not that. Okay. Um, so that's the thought. That's the part that I found really interesting. Like, clearly, he's going to go there. I, I found it mind blowing that Intel said they were going to. They were specifically called out. They're going to do discrete graphics. Yeah. yeah. Um, not just like we're going to make our integrated really good, and we're going to be able to make APUs like AMD now. Yeah, like actually do. But they're going to do like discrete, discrete cards, which makes well, more sense. Not from a consumer standpoint, but from a AI compute mm-hmm. machine learning standpoint. Yeah, but yeah. We were going to say something. Well, uh, I don't think they're going to do discrete graphics cards like to battle Nvidia and AMD. I bet they do. I, bet I mean, they do, I mean, really. discrete in this context could mean something along will. along what they're doing with Kaby Lake G. That is a discrete sure. GPU. I, 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 yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I think that's... The They've question, tried this in the past. The, well, kind of. Larrabee was half-baked at best <laughs> right. as a graphic solution. Yeah. What, what I'll say to Ken's point is, I think what would be more interesting discussion to have is, so assuming you start from scratch and you're not going to take your existing Intel design and just make it bigger and make it 250 watts and say, boom, now we have discrete GPU... Which you could do as like a we wanted to be we want to be seventy five percent of the performance of these other guys. Yeah, that is a thing you could do. You can do that in eighteen months, probably. That's true. But if you do a full graphics architecture, you're talking four years, three, mm-hmm. probably four years out, right? I think a more interesting question there in relation to Ken's comment is like, what will the add-in graphics market look like in four years? Will right. it be as large? Probably not. Will it be as robust? Will there be as many? releases and all that type of stuff at, at a normal cadence. I don't know. I, I mean, I hope so. I kind of depend on that. Uh, but that's a more interesting question. So I think they'll develop the architecture, and then at that three-year, four-year window, they decide where do we put it. Is it only going into yeah. AI enterprise servers? Is it going to go into discrete? Hey, do maybe we take some the console refreshes version? that would happen around Consoles that Consoles would be a good place mm-hmm. for this as well. Yeah. Right? Like Intel's, they've lost all since... The Xbox 360 had PowerPC and... Yeah, the original Xbox One was Intel, was, was Intel. Uh, Celeron. Yeah. yeah. With and, NVIDIA, NVIDIA graphics. graphics. And the yep. PlayStation 3 was Cell and NVIDIA graphics. Yeah. Yeah, and they then PS4 was all AMD win. and Xbox One was all AMD. CPU, like they wanted only console winners the original Xbox. Yeah. Because it was PowerPC for the Xbox 360, yeah. right? For the processor side. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of good reasons for Intel to do this. It still doesn't make it less surprising. Um, it's interesting to talk about like, hey, Intel Nirvana was announced, which is their AI compute thing. How does this – is that now just a stopover on their way? Is that really more specialized? I don't know. It, it, it's really interesting thing. But what I was saying before is I, I think I'll be very curious to see, say, in the first year, what kind of comments Raja and the team is willing to make about Intel's like – core processor design mm-hmm. right yeah. and if, if he's willing to say five five percent three to five percent ipc improvements generation duration isn't enough let's figure this out right uh now i don't know if he has any experience doing that or if he has the capability but it'd be interesting can, to can see I somebody jump, push jump in here you can you did um here's the thing about intel they've done a lot of research and 
they have a lot of engineers and they have probably made a lot of designs maybe not actually you know rtl stuff but again the the research and development they know how to improve cpu performance but you can see in the last seven years they haven't needed to and so they didn't and so a lot of this research that has been done is just sitting on shelves and right. I'm curious how much of that research, Raj and the gang, is going to take off to improve the core performance. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. they're they're going to do that. I mean, they they feel the pressure because Zen really jumped up far f- better than I mm-hmm. think that they were truly expecting. And so it's going to be interesting to see in the next couple of years where they apply this research and in what core uh, technologies and will we see it anytime soon versus hey you know what we've been behind the ball we're three years behind where probably we should be and so you know two and a half years from now we're, we're gonna see something amazing in terms of ipc and multi-threading and graphics because yep. It's a big company with a really a, a lot of smart people mm-hmm. and a lot of R&D uh, money and stuff that they just, I swear, I mean, it, the amount of money they spent and what we've seen in terms of IPC and multi-threading don't match up in the past seven years since the i7 2600K, right? Or is it 2700? 2700K. 2600. 2600K was the first Sandy Bridge. I mean, yeah, it's been small steps up. Yeah. But not much. And now this, uh, what is it, the latest one? Coffee Lake or Cabby Lake? Coffee. Coffee. Lake. Coffee. Coffee. With the, with, uh, they added two more cores to it. Mm-hmm. Have not increased the IPC, but at least they're saying, hey, you know what? We, we need more cores right. and more threads at the high, you know, the, the top end gaming area. Yep. Somebody in the chat room is asking why did Andy let him go? I don't I don't think they wanted to. I'm sure they didn't want him to leave. Uh there were telephone calls about it. maybe that's him. If if he's got anything interesting to say, Josh, let me know. Yeah. Um you know, I, I what I would imagine there's there's internal politics that are involved. There's you know, probably not the first time Raja has been courted by other companies. Uh, and he'd been at AMD for a long time. So either, either he felt like he'd, he'd made the changes he was going to be able to make there and wanted to move on, uh, and try stuff at a different place, but maybe he had different access or different resources or different approvals or whatever it was. Um, so I'll be curious to see what he does, but anybody who thinks this is like an overnight change is wrong for you before, before you go on. I, I apologize. And so remember what you're thinking. Okay. Do you know what you're thinking? Uh, Josh. Okay. Um, so when you're at AMD and you're trying to push heterogeneous compute and you've got somebody like Intel who says, no, I'm going to rely on x86 performance to do that. I am not going to do any kind of work to make compilers. I'm not going to talk to any software guys about doing any kind of heterogeneous compute because you guys have GPUs that are so much better than ours that can do this work that ours cannot but you know what? I'm I'm still I've got eighty to eighty five percent of the market share, and I'm going to push x eighty six. 
And finally, it starts dawning on them, especially with NVIDIA getting into HPC and uh, their products really starting to do some really interesting mm-hmm. things. Intel finally thought, you know what? We're really behind the ball here. And there's a reason why we did not want to go to heterogeneous because if we introduced a software ecosystem that will really leverage that, we're going to be behind everybody else significantly. Yeah. And so it seems like that they're kind of turning that ship. It's like, you know what? X86 performance, IPC, it's, it is important. And we've got some really good stuff here. But Agreed. holy cow, the next generation of stuff that we need is going to leverage both GPU-type workloads as well as CPU, and we're behind. And finally, we're bringing on Raja. We're working with AMD to to integrate some of their GPUs into our products. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see if they actually put the money and effort into that software ecosystem to get a more heterogeneous approach that we've been promised for what the past six years, seven years. I mean, basically since the day AMD bought ATI. Exactly. Right. I I will say what I was going to say before was anybody who thinks that something drastic is going to happen in the next year is (laughs) misthinking the idea here. Right. So it's not, it's not an accident that the AMD Intel Kaby Lake G part was announced the same week that all this happened. Right. Um, and if they thought like, hey, we're going to get Raja on and in, and in a year we're going to be able to make this part ourselves, they probably wouldn't have gone this this route, right? If you're, if you're thinking in a three to four year timeline to have a good product, you know, you still want to have competitive solutions. So they'll still buy these semi-custom parts, I believe, going forward. Um, they're not going to be able to compete in discrete. They're not going to be able to compete in those same spaces that NVIDIA uh, is in on the enterprise side for in that time period. So if you're AMD, there's some people in the chat saying like, oh, AMD is going to sell the RTG to Intel and then Raj will have the same job uh, essentially. Again, it, just doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense based on the direction that Intel is taking. And also if you're AMD, the GPU is still a critical piece to the whole idea of an APU, mm-hmm. right? So unless you can, unless you're willing, unless Intel says, "Yeah, we'll buy the the Radeon IP from you and give you a 10 year royalty free license or something weird like that," uh, that's the only way I'd see it happening. Because right now AMD's got to be focusing on we've got three to four years to take back market share, to build up our software ecosystem, to prove that we can be competitive in this space. Same thing with Nvidia, right? Nvidia has three to four years head start plus all the t- stuff they've done before to solidify their space in machine learning. AI, all this enterprise and important one, you know, ecosystems for them, which if you saw their earnings that were through the roof, um, those are their biggest growth areas. So now everybody's kind of on notice. You've got a three-year ramp. Go get your shit done and and hopefully it all, hopefully, you know, for if you're AMD, you hope you keep your lead. If you're NVIDIA, you hope you keep your lead. If you're Intel, you hope that you make some inroads in the meantime. So. Um, that, that's it. We, we, like I said, I know we talked about last week. The other thing was like Qualcomm centric servers, which I had been mispronouncing centric for at least a full year, uh, <laughs> because of the Q at the end. Uh, but it's pronounced centric servers entering in the space. We'll talk about more, uh, more on that. I have a story to write about some of their early performance metrics from some of their partners that I think are going to be, uh, really interesting as well. All right, so now let's actually get to the content from this week, starting with Jim's quick look of YouTube TV 
coming to NVIDIA Shield. This was my biggest complaint about YouTube TV when it launched, other than it wasn't available where I live, uh, which it is now, so they fixed that. The other thing was is Google has this operating system called Android TV. I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Uh, and Which they totally ignore. Which they totally ignore most of the time. But then they have YouTube TV that did not have support for an Android TV app. You could not you, the only way you could run it on something like a Shield or whoever else makes Android TV. Asus made one at some point. Google made one at some point. It's built into Sony TVs. Okay. Uh, there's a couple had, other ones. You had to Chromecast. You had to cast. Yeah. From your phone mm-hmm. to it to work, which is stupid. <laughs> right? right. You have these devices dedicated to connect to your TV with controllers and remotes and all these different things, and you couldn't do it. So now now they fixed it. They're addressing it. So now the YouTube TV app is. Um, it's a know it's available on the Shield. Is it coming to the Sony TVs as well? I think we it's have, universally available on Android okay, TV for Android TV. So it's a you know straightforward process in terms of getting the app. Although, as Jim points out here, there's a whole lot of YouTube apps now. So make sure you're selecting the right one when you go to open up YouTube uh, Kids. Right? Yeah, YouTube Kids is really what really what I focus on. Um, that's where I get all my content. Um, the interface. You know, it starts out. My biggest complaint about it is that it, it tries to do curation when that's not the type of consumer I am. If I'm going to YouTube TV, chances are I want to see what's on now, like mm-hmm. live. Yeah. Um, and they make that the second click, right? Like to go from it'll show you some stuff that's live, but also, you know, some other resume stuff. watching or yeah. what other people, you know, recommendations that type of stuff. Or you want to go to like something like a guide, even though they don't really have one in the same way um you have to go one over for it but the interface looks familiar um you get a guide style format like this you can see there um pause dvr capability all that is built into it subtitles captioning um image quality jim points out is not as sharp as some of the other tv streaming services it's a little bit softer i am disappointed in the screenshot he used to reflect this example because it is kentucky football losing to old miss they had lost yeah you're winning you're 34 to 30 uh we do lose however <laughs> wow well, oh, very good yeah, yeah. Oh, the last it's, 13 it's, seconds, it's under huh? official review it turns out that old miss touchdown was good and uh <laughs> we lost by 3 37 to 34 so there is there Aww. is that. Um, uh, yeah, but it, so it, it's there. It it works. Um, and I think this actually – no, this was this fixed recently, the voice actions? Or no, that was a Plex thing that was changed recently. So what, what voice actions aren't available in YouTube TV? All of them? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Doesn't support Google Assistant yet. Another instance of Google's not supporting Google apps, not supporting Google apps. Okay, got it. You can search with voice throughout the app. So there it is. It's YouTube TV. I still think it's one of the most interesting TV, like live streaming TV competitors, because it's relatively low cost. Um, it's f- fairly reliable, right? You can correct me if I'm wrong on this. Like. You know, it's it's kind of got that they've got the power of the YouTube network behind it, so you assume it's going to be good. It's got all the locals; like they don't launch in a network unless they get all four locals, I believe. Yep. No. One, one of our commenters. Yeah. Apparently, like in Columbus. In Columbus. Able to close a deal with like the ABC. Yeah. 
Apparently it's not okay. everywhere. So, so they don't yeah, require but, it for all those places. But when they can't get that, you get access to every like all of the ABC content, just not your local your local news programs at that point, I believe. Oh, okay. So you still if you're if you're worried about watching network anyway, content, you can do that. But if you want to watch local news broadcasts you mean you on can, that specific like, channel. As if it was DVR'd is what you're saying? Like Yeah. It's the national feed. So it's everything that station has. Yeah. Besides huh. The local produced local programs, news, local content, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, YouTube TV, uh, and we'll have we'll have some more on this. We'll ha- uh, Jim has the part two of our cord cutting thing pretty much ready, so that'll probably go up later this week. So you can check out uh, the website for that as well. Uh, real quick, Sebastian posted a review uh, roundup, rather of three different scythe CPU coolers. The Mugen 5 Rev B, the Grand Kama Kama. What do you think? Kama? Whatever you Kama? do, just get the last one right. Kama Cross 3. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the Biako. The uh, Yako. I'm, I'm going to say the B is silent. When did we get into Honda Civic tuning? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so here they are. You can they, see. They have, they have ball fouls? I mean, this guy, they have a ninja with two sides. Well, that makes sense. You know. <laughs> Did ninjas use sides? Maybe he was doing some that oh, one does. outdoor <laughs> laboring. Yeah, they're harvesting the crops or something. I don't know. Uh, interesting designs, right? In all different form factors. You can see Sebastian does a good job laying out the dimensions and the the fan rpm and all the, basically all the important specs here all the way from 415 grams to 890 grams uh for the big guy there um the latest large tower design you can see through all the specs look at that that's a lot of heat pipes it's a large tower yeah six heat pipes through that is guy. that for like a third thread comes with its own screwdriver no it- i think thread is still bigger than it is i mean it looks like a block that would be big <laughs> enough I would say most are big enough, right? So, if you know, what well, I, mean, I mean, that one is, you know, not just a square. It's a more rectangular shape. Here's the Grand Kama Cross 3. That's interesting looking. It is interesting looking. I'm not mm-hmm. sure of the... I don't know how well that fan works. Yeah, it's kind of odd, right? Because now you're... Just you're, letting air you're in slightly, you think. You're slightly perpendicular to the flow of the fins. Well, not just that, but there's nothing blocking... Like so, it could just come Unless, out the side. Yeah, it would, so if it's if it's blowing upward, come through this area, it would just yeah. kind of come in. I don't yeah. know. It looks like it would it, it would introduce a lot more uh, turbulence, maybe a little mm-hmm. louder. But uh, yeah, yeah, because it would I have to spin know. faster it's, to get the airflow through the fins. Like, and then finally, because the okay, think about Yako. when you have a fan uh-huh. pushing air through. What happens to the air that is surrounding the fan? Think about it in, in your hydrodynamics. It, well, which direction is this fan blowing? I mean, down? Well, it's, it's blowing down. Down? Is it? Are we sure? Yeah. See the fan? Mm. Hey, Josh, yeah. two words. Okay. Duct tape. Duct well, tape. yeah, but no, I'm, I'm talking about you're going to accelerate the air surrounding on the outside just because of it's going to be lower. Uh, it, it's, it's moving air, right? Uh-huh. So. You're going to actually. I know. Get I know what you're trying air to, from the side. I know what you're trying to say, but I don't think that air running around the outside of the fan. It may not be huge, but it's it's going to have a small effect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll find it on the next page. But anyone this, betting for Josh? 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so let's and see the results. And the answers are... Uh, loses. Grand, comma, three, nope. cross three wins. Well, yes. So the one with the openings on the side that we thought probably wouldn't... Is the most effective. Now we don't... I mean, Wait, is the most effective? Me. Yeah. I didn't even read this. Yeah. <laughs> see, it's got lower temperatures. Let's talk about ones. physics. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a look at it and, and it's like, not really how that's gonna work and i turned the page like are you kidding me and it's even quiet yeah it's not it's not it's the same it's the same uh well, noise level how expensive is it uh it is a hundred dollars but it's third-party amazon resellers mm. right now in the u.s so, you just can't have that so cooling technology in the u.s so while neat you know has <laughs> so not there is that there is that so that's a good roundup uh, from Sebastian. Go check that out if you're looking for some updated CPU cooler information. Uh, we'll also real quickly talk about Ken's review of the Huawei. 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 MateBook E, which is a new brand but an existing product. This was originally the Huawei MateBook. Yeah, so and this year Huawei announced two additional MateBooks as well as the one that uh, an upgrade to the one they had last year that you took a look at. Oh, okay. They have the MateBook X, which is like their Ultra Book, and their MateBook D, which is kind of a mainstream notebook. Yeah, a little th- clamshell. Little th- little, yeah, a little thicker clamshell, traditional style. So we took a look at the MateBook E, which uh, the hardware is very largely unchanged from everything I can tell. It's the same exact chassis as last year, and all the same components. Right. Uh, but this year we have a Cabby Lake based processor in it to the core m37y30 yep which is a good addition uh and still then, got four gigs of ram yeah which is you know display, this is a pretty base configuration yeah so you, you can get it with more ram and more storage it's, it's a 12 inch screen but it's um 1440 it's 2160 by 1440 yeah whatever so that's was that three, three by, by two, two. yeah um 802.11 ac still only one usb Type C port on it, which yeah. is Gen very limiting for a device like this. I feel like six ninety nine. Yeah, it, it pretty the, cheap. The, the street uh, you click on the Amazon link to make sure, but the street price it was six ninety nine when I took a look at it. Oh. Okay, so it's back up. So I mean, you know, it goes back watch for deals. But six ninety nine was actually pretty good at the time. I'll have to edit yeah. the review. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. published to reflect that. The um, so I, I you know having used this device a little bit myself too, the screen is good. Yeah. Um, it's an IPS, good viewing quality, like good picture quality, all that type of stuff. Uh, they got rid of the, the the keyboard dock that we had before. Yeah, it was it, the one it before was, like an, was iPad style, where it kind of folded up on itself, as opposed to having a right. kickstand more integrated into the device. So you you folded back the cover to form the stand, whereas this is just a it actually has a hinge in it. So it's it's way more stable and can be adjusted to many angles as right. opposed to the one last year. Yeah, it was actually a really nice sort of fabric, like like faux leather sort of keyboard sure. design. It actually, felt really good. I will say, having I've been using a device, not this device, that has a very similar keyboard dock with the fold over, and it's kind of like a, a pleather wrapped piece of cardboard, essentially, or piece of plastic, probably. Um, the bottom edge is starting to rip a little bit yeah from yeah, you know sliding fun. across the table when you mm-hmm. move it you know i was using it on my on on, a, on my lap on a, on a car ride today actually um and first of all you, you put it on your 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 sandpaper table at yeah, home exactly and i slide <laughs> yeah. it back and forth really quickly and see uh see what happens so you know the, the these have 
these these kickstand models have all you know different use cases that are can be problematic but um that's that's not different than anything you can see the origami version back there on the other side uh what about the keyboard trackpad all pretty good on that regard they they were perfectly adequate i think better for one of these touch cover style keyboards i think a little better than the surface for with the keyboard limitation and better than last year the keys are actually a little smaller than last year but they have space in between them, mm. whereas the model last year, there was like very little gap in between the keys, which made it more yeah. difficult to type on. Got it. But I didn't have a lot of problem typing or using the mouse on this. I did have some disconnect issues with it, though, so I don't know if that was our specific really? unit. You know what's interesting is I have on that one I've been using, yeah. too, which is not surprising yeah. based on how they look. Yeah, they look might very be manufactured <laughs> by the same place. Yeah, but, but uh, when yeah. I w- woke up from sleep, sometimes it would have issues and I okay. have to disconnect the tablet and connect it back, which is certainly not a very good solution. What about performance? It looked like it was pretty much in line with the previous generation. Yeah, this products, is exactly right? where we expect an M series part to be. These four and a half watt TDP processors, really, really nothing new there. Yeah. Mar- marginal increase upon the previous generation not as good as the i quote-unquote i7 y series that we saw in the dell xps 13 2 and one and all oh, the sure. tests right i mean it's it's worth noting there is a performance difference between these machines and a, a 15 watt part right like that you would find like this core i5 7300u and this thinkpad x1 that you have in these bar in these metrics um also i think is also important to note the difference between 4 gigs of memory and 8 gigs of memory is actually can be substantial in real-world use when you have multiple applications open, multiple yeah. tabs open. Like, even if you're using Edge, which is the more efficient between Edge and Chrome, and now I guess Firefox has done a whole bunch of performance improvements, but I haven't had a chance to play with it yet. Yeah. Um, like, even Edge uses a surprisingly huge amount of memory. Yeah. And especially if you have something browser. else open in addition to and, Edge. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. I mean, on this machine, if you're swapping... It it does have an SSD in it. Obviously, it has a SATA SSD. Which, if you scroll down, I think uh, yep. you'll see the storage results. Like it's it's not a bad SATA SSD. It's just sort of a generic SATA three yeah. SSD at this point. Yeah. But I think the XPS thirteen two and one you can get with an NVMe drive. So you're going to have faster swap if you need to do sure. that. Yep. Yeah. So just sort of comfort. Uh, and things. then finally, battery life. We talked about pricing a little bit. This is it's under five and a half hours within yeah. you know 20 minutes or so within 15 minutes it looks like of the original matebook so no i i would consider that a no change yeah. result yeah it'd be a draw between the two of them still the same 33 watt hour battery which isn't very big i right. mean obviously they're fitting into a pretty thin tablet form factor yeah but. it was interesting i went back when i was editing this and i looked at my review of the original matebook and I remember talking about uh, – I remembered as I read in that review that I talked about, hey, it was it was great to get five and a half hours of battery life out of a device so thin, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, over the course of a year and a half, now it's like, eh, we've yeah. already got that. Now if you want to impress me, you got to go more, yeah. right? Yeah. So either more battery, sli- you know, slightly thicker design, whatever you wanted to do, improve battery tech, improve process tech um, because, you know, all of a sudden that ThinkPad X1 – which is this guy right here is looking way more impressive. We're talking about and, four and even, more hours of usable battery life. I mean, even if you look at the Dell XPS 13 2 in 1, yeah. the battery life result was way better. And it's essentially the same hardware. I think the battery in the 2 in 1 is bigger because it's, I, I, it's I, a clamshell form factor. Yeah. Unless and, it has, <clears throat> does it have a 1080p screen, though? Uh, I don't remember I which one did. I reviewed. I think it did. Yeah. Uh, and I, again, <clears throat> I don't think five and a half hours is bad for a Windows tablet. Right. However, 
I didn't see in my personal use cases, I didn't see a lot of utility of it being a tablet. I use it almost sure. exclusively in laptop mode because I just didn't want to use this 12-inch tablet running Windows 10. It just which, wasn't which a very good credence, experience to me. Gives a credence to the idea that Microsoft had with the Surface Book, yeah, which is they put battery in that in the keyboard dock. Yeah. Now it's a totally, it's a different form factor. It's not nearly as thin and light and small or whatever you can get into, but it gives you food for thought about what what maybe you could improve or do better this supports an active stylus so Mm -hmm. if you were someone looking for that type of experience from some from a device like a surface pro where you were wanted to do a lot of drawing and note taking for six to seven hundred bucks this isn't a bad deal and that stylus is thirty dollars yeah as opposed to to the surface pen which is a hundred dollars yeah so that's that's a pretty. Big we gap didn't we didn't try the well. stylus. I I'm not very good at reviewing styluses to begin with because I, I'm I not can't an artist. Draw. I have so yeah, like I, can, I just vary line widths and go. Oh, that's neat, but I don't have any real context for performance. Yeah, this is one of those devices that I think is pretty good, but it's just it's a moderate. To, it's a modest upgrade over what existed the previous year. And I just want to see more change yeah. from that from that field. Whether it be battery life, whether it be performance or some kind of new features, I think upgrading from one um, USB port to multiple, even if you keep them Type C and you make me have to have just converters. be able to charge and use the thumb drive at the same time without having to nice. use a dongle. Yeah. yeah, all those types of things. I'm with you. So that's the but, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, we have seals, sale season is coming up, so keep an eye out for the price. Like we saw it, we saw it drip. Drop down a hundred bucks yeah. from where it is now, so I think you could probably find a pretty good deal on one of these coming. Yeah. Up. Did did you say seal, seal season? season? Yeah, seal season. <laughs> seal season. You don't know about the traditional seals. You don't know about the traditional. Oh yeah, seal holiday. <laughs> He's not cool enough. To seal know. season. I wouldn't know. Seal season six. All right, that's the Matebook <laughs> Matebook <laughs> E uh, review. Uh, let's take a quick break here to thank today's podcast sponsor. That would be our friends over at HelloFresh. They're offering everyone in our audience, this is actually a great deal, $30 off of your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use offer code PCPER30. Now, you're probably wondering – what is HelloFresh? I didn't tell you that before the ad actually started. Um, HelloFresh is a food delivery service um, that you they send you all the ingredients and you prepare the meal yourself, fresh, eat accordingly. Right. So, um, so it's not like Hello Kitty. No, no, no. That's that's a that's a children's cartoon. Uh, this is a and food delivery service. You, 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 you wouldn't want to eat that. No. Hello, kitty. You came in a box. Let me. Anytime somebody ships you a cat, kitty. that would be bad. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what's interesting about HelloFresh from other uh, options is they have some really cool stuff. So, one, um, you can choose your delivery day that works. Right. It's going to vary based on your region, but you don't have. You're not stuck with one particular delivery day where they give you a box, and inside that box is all the ingredients you need, include, including perishables. Right. Because they ship it all in uh, with ice packs and, and coolers and all that kind of stuff built into it. All the packaging is fully recyclable. Uh, it's pre-measured in labeled meal kits, uh, so you know which ingredients go with which meals delivered to the door. It's insulated. It's recyclable. Um, they have a pretty good selection of stuff, right? So they have three plans, classic, veggie, and family. Classic is, you know, meat, fish, uh, uh, produce, seasonal produce, vegetarian. Veggie is obviously obviously vegetarian-based. And then family is stuff that may be more kid-friendly, probably leaving out some either spicy ingredients or things that maybe kids wouldn't be attuned for. Um, we actually... Had we cooked one of these meals, my wife and I last week, it was the 
crushed peppercorn steak. So they give you the steak, right? It's already ooh, that's good. It was it was really good. Yeah. It was, uh, and you know they give you all the directions. It's it's. It's easy to cook, right? They, they, they pride themselves on like 20 to 30-minute meal prep times. Um, they have some options that are like single skillet, right? So you kind of mix things in at different times. It's mm-hmm. easier cleanup, easier prep. I am, I am totally for that. Um, I, for me, this is, this is perfect. I didn't have any experience cooking. I don't have a whole lot of like free time to go peruse the grocery store every, every third day to make sure I have all the right ingredients for what I'm going to make. So they, they send everything. They also don't send too much. So you're not wasting. Everything is portioned. Uh, I really like they, the three meals you get in the box. Each meal is in one bag inside of that. So you just put the three bags in the refrigerator hmm. yeah, on cool. the day you want to take it, you take it out and you just lay it out on the counter and you start prepping all your veggies and do all the stuff you're going to do. Hmm. And it's actually really, really easy to use. And apparently each week there is a 20 minute meal on the classic menu. So those instances when you're in a hurry, that's super awesome. Um, you know, they mentioned in here like the excitement of cooking, which when you read it on paper sounds dumb perhaps, <laughs> but it's actually real. Like, I never cooked before, and through going through <laughs> cooking delivery services, like you, you learn how to cook. You learn how to prepare meals, and it's stuff you can apply to other things in your life, right? Perfect. So depending on what meal plan you get, I think you can get, what, up to three? Is that what it is? You can probably go more than I think than you that. do more. I think three is the low tier. Three, three is that. Yeah. So, like, you know, you're going to have other days. You still need to eat the other four <laughs> days of the week. So now you can apply those, those techniques that you've learned, and they teach you, and all the directions are, you know, they have photos and descriptions. So it's, it's, it's well-organized, super easy. Uh, it helps me, you know, and not yeah, prepare spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't so, – go ahead. Yeah, you, you, you put them in a little binder. And you're like, hey, you know, I really enjoyed this with my wife, yeah. or I really enjoyed this with my wife and two kids, yeah. and so I'm I'm keeping this, and and it's really easy to source out the the basics to to yeah. make a pretty good meal. I think the the learning and the convenience and uh, some all that kind of mixes into making it, I think, a really worthwhile service. It's something that that we've used for a long time. Um, yeah, I, I, I've I've subscribed to it since June personally, and, and they weren't even they weren't sponsoring the show. No, then. they Kim weren't. Loved it. Um, my girlfriend and I love it. It's taught us a lot yeah. of cooking techniques. We're actually reflecting on that back over the weekend. Like, wow, like we we've learned a lot from this about what not to do and what to do. <laughs> and it, like like Josh says, we have that binder full yeah. of recipes. Actually, you can go back. You have and the get, binder full of women. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> what? Uh, you can actually go back and get the PDFs of any recipe you want that you were subscribed for. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, ha- I also have them sitting in Google Drive. So if we're talking Very about cool. what to do for dinner, I can just pull up Google Drive and be like, oh, that sounds pretty good. So if, this is HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com. Use the code PCPER30. You get $30 off of your first week of deliveries. Uh, go give them a shot. We really like them. Um, I, I think it's super convenient and, and is, it's, for me, has helped me like, hey, my, we're not going out to eat as much. We're not eating garbage food all the time. We're not just having spaghetti every third day. You know, those types of things. Big help for me. Uh, so thanks to the, our, our friends over at HelloFresh uh, uh, for sponsoring us, I guess. All right. Let's get into stuff. Uh, Jeremy posted this up uh, about keeping your Threadripper properly watered. This is a story from our buddy Kyle over at Hard OCP um, where they used a Fantech Glacier C399A 
which looks ginormous. Also uh, a nice looking it water clock. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. What 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 uh, they come you, up with? You Jeremy? can't even see the frag harder disco lights that are part of it. Well, let me click <laughs> over, and I would like to see those. Obviously. <laughs> All right, what do you got? What do you got for me, Jeremy? What's this about? Uh, it's decently that. performing and relatively good for sort of a beginner, in some ways, and sort of bad in others. So there's no input or output. Uh, those connectors that. don't care. It'll work either way. But as you can see on the connecting, and yeah, it's got a very, very nice uh, very shiny. plate there. <laughs> but you can see the, how the connectors slide. Oh, yes. Yes, I do see that. So yeah. Kyle had a couple of issues, like nothing, nothing that completely broke the deal, but they came a little bit loose while he was working on uh, the system and had to be reset a couple of times. So it's... Mm. Definitely worth it, noting about that. It seems on odd the other that they hand, would slide since it's threader for specific, right? Like the block is bigger than every other CPU. Unless so they're trying why to make the just, bracket reversible. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you just put it the other way in the right yeah, I don't, spot? I don't know the answer to that. I do not know the answer either. That's and it could question. just be the matter of that's how they had parts Ooh, lying around. Yeah. LEDs. You're right. Oh yeah, just. Not just LEDs, but disco, disco. lights. And overall, I mean, it performed paste. within a degree Celsius of the XSPC a, tier for Raystorm, which is a wee bit more expensive. <laughs> uh, 99 bucks on Newegg, not too bad. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But they've gone through a lot of these water coolers for Threadripper, and, uh, you know, there's only been one uh, that kind of sort of went blah. Right. And I'm trying to remember which one it was. Yeah, so their comparison here, you know, not, not I mean, the, the XSPC was a little bit, the TR4 Raystorm was a little bit better, but, you know, yeah. le- by one full degree. I'd, I'd really like all. to get our hands on that uh, Enermax all-in-one. I've heard yeah, some really true. good things oh, about that. Uh, the Lictech. Yeah. I'm sorry, the what? Lictech. Lictech. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that was this kind of show. All right, moving on. <laughs> How did you not? <laughs> well, uh, Josh is here again this week, so that's true. Yeah. Um, so NVIDIA, so uh, this week in Denver is the supercomputing conference going on. Uh, NVIDIA had a press conference here. Scott wrote up a story about uh, what they did here. And essentially, NVIDIA... Hey, do you know what the biggest problem with, with SC is? Uh, uh, because Euro SC was going on at the same time and they had vendors giving out free scotch samples. Mm, That's disappointing. Do you think they did that here? Uh, No. The only time I've been to a show where they give away free liquor was CES several years ago and then they (laughs) got shut down. Did they run out or did they get shut down? They got shut down. A Russian antivirus company was giving away flasks of vodka. Yeah, I was going to say, Josh has that within arm's reach for sure. Josh. Arms reach. He still has it. I think I still have that somewhere, too. Does it still too. have vodka in it? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> interesting. I think that vodka was gone before he left the, uh, the hall. Oh, man. Yeah, that's why I left the uh, <clears throat> my camera. Nice. Oh, see? That's, that's why you left your camera. You were but toasting. somehow I got it back. Yep. So uh, at the SC17 here in, uh, in in the United States, Jensen came up on stage, talked about uh, some new announcements for the data center. Obviously, data center is a huge area of growth. They claim 109, 109% year-over-year data center growth 
in this area. Uh, obviously, it goes back to some of the stuff we talked about at the beginning of the show. Um, they're announcing – they announced – let's see. Japan was the first to adopt NVIDIA Volta for ABCI Supercomputer, um, which was 4,352 Tesla V100 GPUs, which is a lot. It's a considerable amount. Um, they also uh, announced what is probably, probably more significant – is the what do they call it what? nvidia gpu cloud nvidia gpu cloud maybe not the best the ngc ngc okay that sounds better right this is essentially a containerized system for it are they are they offering their own cloud compute for ai machine learning no customers? so it, it's actually way more universal than that what nvidia is pledged to do is for a whole bunch of different fields like ai like high performance compute applications like medical applications to create and maintain docker containers with the most up-to-date software versions driver stack that will just work so you can run your tensor code on one of these docker images that you launch Uh, on any cloud provider and it will just run. You don't have to worry yep. about setting up the dev environment. And they've committed to doing this for the rest of their lives. Not just committed it's, to doing it. It's like <laughs> the thing he said, until they do, as long until as they live. Until we don't do this anymore. Not for as long as they live it. is the quote he used several times. But the, the more important thing that they're committing to is optimizing it. So not just, I mean, you can have a thing that just works, but right. not necessarily optimally. Right? Yeah. Well, so they, they're, they're a big push also on this. You know, they, they say they're going to optimize it, but that doesn't mean they're going to take their existing driver stack and optimize that. They're saying the containers are optimized for this compute. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, they, they can make certain optimizations to the container based on knowing you're going to launch it on a Volta instance at AWS, right? They can mm-hmm. make certain assumptions about the hardware and make the, right. the pipeline fully optimized. They they showed a little demo of logging in and like the container directory and it all seemed to work pretty well. It's just you you pull a Docker image and they're they're monthly, so you pull like seventeen dot ten or October and it's just updated with the full full CUDA stack and all the software you need. Seemed to be pretty convenient if you're getting into this sort of development. Yeah. For honestly, for somebody who I I don't pay as close attention to this yet as I should, and I don't have the full understanding. And and as uh, Amazon's ad on our website is recommending me four books Data Center for (laughs) Beginners, Implementing Oracle Integration Cloud Services, Data Center Handbook, and Industry Playbook Data Center Co location. It's just clear from watching, like, Look at what Intel has announced recently. Look at what AMD has announced recently. Mm-hmm. Then look what NVIDIA has announced. NVIDIA is not announcing, we're entering this market. They're <laughs> announcing, like, we have all the tools Here's sets the for you solution. to just run today. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and that is the powerful thing that they've had this huge head start on. It's not that their GPUs are that much better or that the compute is going to be, you know, like, if, if Intel were willing to sell you their Nirvana chip at half the cost and it matched price per perf, mm-hmm. that's not even enough, right? Catching up to being able to do things. Like this, yeah, that's an extreme amount of work that's gone into getting yeah. them where they're at now. So, yeah. so uh, where where this came from, Jensen's grand story about the whole thing, which obviously may not be the entire sure. development cycle, is that <laughs> they had a bunch of teams working on a bunch of different projects, like uh, so, like 
uh, autonomous driving and stuff like that. And they would find the developers who were supposed to be writing code would spend a week and a half building a new system with some GPUs in it mm-hmm. and then setting up the dev environment and then never upgrading the software to take advantage of new stuff because you don't touch it and it works as right. you do for a lot of dev environments. Yeah, we know about that. And so they're like, well, we'll just <laughs> cut out the middleman and make this easy for everyone to run their code right. and focus on that part of the development cycle it, it's pretty it's pretty impressive stuff i know uh a couple of other nvidia things people have brought up in the chat room there, there are rumors going around of nvidia ampere uh being the next gpu for gamers and there's a debate of whether or not like volta may never come up as a geforce branded product and they may go straight to hmm. ampere and then there's the debate of is well would that just be a subset of volta or would it just be i don't the, know that's the question right is it is it basically a cut down volta to go into GeForce, is it a next generation? Wouldn't it be silly not to? Like, it depends, right? I, I think the question that you have to ask about Volta is: Is it too optimized for home itself, performance? Yeah, it doesn't lend You don't want to run into something like a Vega situation where you're trying to have yeah. one a product built for one thing spread to a bunch of different things. Think, yeah. think of how Fermi was released. <laughs> you know, it was a GPU compute product first, and they tried to make it right. Uh, uh, a graphics part, and it wasn't great. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. Um, whereas Maxwell and Pascal were very clearly developed. You know, mm-hmm. well, you know, if you look at GP one hundred two, yeah, uh, and GM one hundred two, and those those parts were developed specifically for gaming. So I don't know if Ampere is the code name for like the Volta architecture cut down, or if it's actually the next generation of stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe now they're going to alternate back and forth. Clearly, they have markets big enough to warrant that if they choose to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that'll be interesting there. And yeah, the I don't think thing, we've ever seen a roadmap past Volta. I don't. I don't think we know the like next. Have, the no? next scientist. I don't think we have. I don't know. Oh, by the way, what was the thing we were going to complain about? The naming to this. What was it? Uh, we complained about BB-8 being the name they gave to a system. Oh yeah, the, the, oh, the, Nvidia built their own supercomputer to run a bunch of stuff on yeah. in house, and they called it Saturn, Saturn Five. Five. It's yeah. just like, come on, guys, you you can't take that's like the iconic. It was a terrible <laughs> film. Terrible film. <laughs> it's, it's the most iconic rocket in like American scientific history, yeah. right? Like this is this is the one that like my dad built models of, and, yeah, and you can't, we used you can't shoot you can't, can't shoot that high, like, like oh the. Our computer is a Saturn it's, it's, V. It's the peak no. of all computers. Yeah, is essentially yeah. what you're trying you to say. Do there. That. Stop stealing other people's names and trying to make them yours again. Call it something else. You got tons of brand guys there. Saturn V. Leave it alone. Um, and then also we have this guy sitting on the desk right here. Yeah, there's that. Um, this is the uh, Star Wars Jedi Order Nvidia Titan XP um, that we'll get to in a minute, which kind of leads us into. Battlefront Two. No, oh, no. Right? Um, we don't. We're not going to talk a whole lot about it, this. Is is that a loot crate on the desk? Uh, it's yeah. not actually a GPU. It's just yes. a loot crate. Sometimes what I don't know yet. I haven't opened it. Maybe <laughs> okay. there's a graphics card. It's in a blind there. box. Maybe, maybe it's, it's a got, request for more money. It's got Maltavino boxed <laughs> wine in there. Um, Jeremy, can you give me a, a thirty second synopsis of what happened and why I care and why I don't care? I guess. So in uh, EA, either, depending on who you are, bowed to consumer pressure and realized that forcing people to spend 40 plus hours of gameplay multiplayer in order to unlock your first hero was a bit excessive, or they handed you a plate of moldy couscous so that when they took it away and replaced it with weak old meatloaf, you were actually pretty excited about it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one or the other. Either way, I mean, they cut it, the amount of credits you need for a lot of crap by seventy-five percent. Yeah, 
they also drop the amount of credits you earn in a session significantly. So it's not yeah. actually as big a change as it looks like. Right. So uh, there was uh, something that might have contributed to uh, this change. So, yeah, this I mean, this this basically blew up into a firestorm on Reddit. It and was a Reddit, forums and stuff. a Reddit post. Somebody was basically yep. just like, is this this is a joke? Like, you know, I paid 80 bucks and I have Vader locked. Right. And like EA chimed in. And yeah, and, <laughs> and they and they were chimed in, and uh, the counter to their chime in was currently six hundred seventy six thousand nine hundred thirty two downvotes. I think the last five hundred thousand or so are just because it's the most downvoted post oh, ever yeah, on Reddit. I mean, but, like they had a hundred thousand before that number came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the response they but gave see was how big just, their buffer is. Yeah, the response was crap. It was, obviously. It was yep. like. Really? They were just like, we want you to have a sense of pride and in your in and being able to I, know, like, this character. I, I was like, like well, I don't know. Of something. It ain't pride. <laughs> it ain't pride. I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm sure there are developers that hated what they had to do and there are business guys that made them do all these other types of things, whatever. They did an AMA today on Reddit and it was awful, as you would expect. There were answers were not answers. It was funny because yeah. if you look at the top section, the mods for the AMA are saying, look, we see you people complaining that you can't find any of their answers, but it turns out people were downvoting the AMA responders' answers so much that you couldn't even find the answers. <laughs> oh they were being goodness. hit below thresholds, right? So they had yeah. to like figure out – like if you go to the top of it, they actually linked the specific comment <laughs> the posts. The answers? Because people were burying – people were burying the actual yes. answers. So yeah. this is what happens when you piss off the mob. Yeah. Like, but, just saying. Yeah. You know. Don't get me wrong. I, I haven't played the game yet. I, I don't even know if it's as bad as everybody's making it out to be. It, it, it is. It sounds pretty bad. It's not, like, it's, it's, I know, I know Jeff, I, I was listening to the Giant Bombcast today and Jeff Gerstmann, yeah. who isn't someone I would think would just normally shit all over the stuff just yeah. because, oh, yeah. yay, they're trying to get one past right. everyone. Yeah. Like, he legitimately was outlying, trying to outline how all these systems work, and it's just so ill-conceived and the, poor. The most, the, 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 the comment I one of the comments I saw today was like this is essentially a free to play game that you paid sixty to a hundred dollars for depending on what version you yeah. got yeah and even then it's a poorly designed free to play it's game. a poorly paced free to play poorly game. poorly paced no. yeah the, the right? pacing was just yeah. drug out for what what did they say it was like uh, it would require two months of continuous gameplay to unlock all the characters yes. Yes. Yeah, to unlock everything, it's yeah. it's essentially you stop sleeping in two months, or <laughs> I think someone did the math and it was about twelve grand or so. Something you could just like buy that, it straight out. Yeah, and the, the other that's issue a is that, price like, for a game. If you really wanted Vader, you'd have to forego like you would you would have spent credits on the other characters. So why would you bring like yourself back upgrades. to no money? Mm. To, you know, and give up on saving up for the ultimate. Yeah, you know, the only, the, the only yeah. other thing that I thought was funny, and again, we'll move past this because you can only poo-poo on them so long, I guess. But uh, no, no, you matter. can't. The the one and one and one of the AMA <laughs> questions was like, "Hey, in the single player, the offline mode, yeah, can you can you make that easier for us?" And they made it. They made some comments, but hey, you know, we we had some issues with because we didn't want people to take advantage of the system, yeah, and figure out something. So the offline mode, we we limited to how much credit or whatever you can earn in the offline mode um to make sure that yeah like the arcade out mode the, yeah you it, have so it paced to play out the, online the online play right? right so but whatever and then somebody's comment was like yeah but if you're willing to pay you don't pace us out at all <laughs> right like you can pay for to go way past what they'll let you do in the arcade mode offline version so yeah and there was a really interesting <sighs> video that i came across today was they were comparing the, they said during the AMA that matchmaking 
is an effect that says, you know, even if you have a a level one Boba Fett and a fully upgraded Boba Fett, you won't be matched up. Okay. But, but then someone took. Oh, shit. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so someone did a, a a base level Boba Fett, went in, played for five minutes, got trampled, and then took and blew however hundred hours it took to fully upgrade them, and went through and just wiped. Just dominate. I should do that for science, probably. Yeah. And there's also <laughs> there's also the thing where let's say you've unlocked Darth Vader, which no. is is the most expensive of all the hero classes. Wow. Okay. Of and, course. And someone on the map is already using a hero. It won't let you spawn in Darth Vader. So sorry, you can't do this right now. Really? Because really? there's already a hero on the map. Yeah. I guess hey, you can't have two Darth Vaders. They don't want like five break, Darth Vaders and two Luke's running around. So you, you grind well, this game uh, for uh, weeks sure, to get Vader. You pay an extra fifty dollar fee, and then we'll allow you to duplicate the hero but for you this have, one but particular But that actually map. applies a yeah. skin, so it looks like a purple Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and that way they can exist on the same map. Perp Vader. No, it's it's a hat. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's, a no, hat. It's, it's a hat. All right, fair enough. You have to buy it too. Uh, so probably don't buy Battlefront two. It's a MAGA hat. Like I have to buy it. Like Start I want to play it. Hat. No, you don't. No, you oh, don't. I want to play it. I ain't buying it. Yeah. I, I mean, apparently <laughs> I got I got the Star Wars video card. So I'm wearing the Star Wars Last Jedi T-shirt. Clearly, they know I'm willing to yeah. pay more than sixty dollars to yeah. play as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I don't know if he's an it, early guy. If, or if it guy, helps, but. apparently, like the core gameplay and graphics aren't that much better than the original Battlefront. But which, they look so good. Not like apparently the graphics aren't that much better than the original. Yeah, but they look so good then. Yeah, so you could just play the original one you already own. I don't know. Is that one shut down? It's probably shut no, down. All the no, servers no. are shut down. Everybody's moving be. to two. <laughs> Wasn't a great game to begin with. <laughs> That's so one way to get people to buy playing a game. You're going to need to spend 30,000 credits in Battlefront 2 before or Battlefield 2 before you're allowed to reactivate <laughs> Battlefield 1. Yeah. Battlefront. Battlefront. How, how do they fuck this up? I want I, Battlefield with Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really simple. It's, this should have been a really simple algorithm. This should have been it the license to print uh, money if, of if, all time. Yeah. Why would it you is. try to reinvent everything else? If Marine replace Stormtrooper, <laughs> sell game. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, they could have just done that. Re- and replace the sand with the snow. I, put it on, all here, on here's, hot. Here's they don't what, even give a shit think, anymore. Obviously, clearly, all these companies want to make money. What if the game was released for 99 bucks instead of $59? With like with what everything with a, a very with either all characters open or very quick like standard accepted. They would still have a shitstorm, but it'd be yeah. less of yeah. one. I don't yeah. think so. I, I think it's kind of uh, steep ask for a game, but it's not. Well, they've been charging sixty dollars for games mean, since 50, I was nine. You said ninety though. Or? Yeah, but I'm saying they've been charging sixty dollars for games since I was nine. Yeah. I mean, a lo- look at look at how movie ticket prices have inflated percentage over percent. Say again. If you want the very base game, that's sixty bucks. Oh, I know. If That's you what I want mean. the add-ins or the season pass, now you're well over a hundred bucks just to play. Yeah, yeah. Four loot crates and microtransactions. I'm just saying, like, even it's not sixty bucks. The season passes were in a were a way an attempt to get more money out of each gamer, other than raising the base price of the game. Microtransactions are the exact same thing, all solving one problem, and the debate will be. Is it really a problem? And, and, do these guys? Does EA really need to make more there, than there they're are making? games that and do very well is, without microtransactions? Sure, but yeah. they don't cost as much to make as Correct. Battlefront Two did. I yeah. imagine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like or, the Star like Wars license has to be astronomical. Oh, yeah. Like look True. at the look at the visual tech, the sounds, all of that stuff in that game. Technoscope says he doesn't believe that games were 
$69 when I was a kid. They I absolutely don't think they were. were. They absolutely were. You could buy... No, go they, back in, they were 49 Yeah. No, they, they weren't as high yeah. as 59 as well. Super Nintendo yeah. games that came out with more memory. Um, you had... I mean, hell... Neo Geo games were two hundred bucks a piece. Those were yeah, well, right? and that was a cost of memory, but it was yeah. Ne- Neo Geo ja- Jaguar were the exceptions. They but... also won under. Yeah, <laughs> well, different reasons. Yeah, I mean, niche audiences. I'm saying I think let's charge a hundred dollars per game for flagship AAA titles like Battlefield, Battlefront. But Whatever. Don't, and don't do any of that. And, and have, really. have absolutely everything unlocked and no charge for additional content. I can understand yeah. wanting to have some progression yep. well, yeah, for no, the multiplayer. Nothing like, gated I can see, behind I can see like an add-on yeah. pack or something a little, a little later on. Well, but the problem not is like, add-on packs were your first entryway to take advantage of people. Yeah, that, I, that's I when you started the uh, uh, debate of uh, you don't – like you, you <laughs> built this game and then you remove 30% of it. Yeah. And then, so you can charge a form later. I don't, I don't think – I disagree with microtransactions in any – AAA title. Like, that just... It should not... It, it depends on the game. I don't know. These microtransactions are, sort of, are for freaking uh, Candy Crush and regardless crap Regardless, like EA that. totally not, screwed you know, this up. As yeah. it turns out. Yeah. It, like, like, a good pacing would be, like, the Lego Star Wars games. <laughs> you know? You pay yeah, up front. you're right. Because you it, unlock characters in Lego games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and my it, kid it, could do it. Yeah. Right? I mean, Over you time. Can, you can sink some serious time into it. I could do it. But still, the pacing was really well done. She'll figure it out. That kid's already said. All the right, VCR. Let's, let's move past EA screwing things up. Let's talk about other stuff. Lower the blood pressure a little bit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Visa has rolled out Display ID version 2.0. Not normally something that gets a lot of excitement uh, moving forward for us, but the Visa, which is the um, uh, ooh, what does it not stand the for? card, not the credit card, not Visa. V-I-S-A. This is Visa V-E-S-A. V-E-S-A. The video standards guys. Yeah. What the hell does it stand for? I don't. I'm not sure it does. Actually. No, it no, it's an acronym. It's yeah. an acronym. Somebody um, figured out. Um, Radio Electronic Standards Association. There you go. There you go. The standards. I wasn't sure if it was electronics or engineers, so I wanted to double check. So the new Display ID 2.0 adds in support for 4K information, HDR specifications, um, uh, some Very, other stuff for uh, adaptive sync. Yeah. Is well. think, uh, above 120, which I guess wasn't part of the spec before, even mm-hmm. though people were doing it anyway, right? Like, mm-hmm. we have, you know, free sync panels that go higher than 120. So, the hope is, is, is that graphics, TVs, displays, um, you know, these, these kind of color and imaging standards all now can be a little bit easier to understand. Um, and hopefully implemented in more yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Have your TV go 120 hertz would be nice. You Jeremy know? Jeremy wrote this up, but he wrote here, you know, standard describes how manufacturers can use modular data block design to send clear information about their device's capabilities to the hardware powering the display, and thus all kinds of magic can occur. Because yes. um, EIDE didn't have to worry about that uh, HTC Vive, now did it? No. Right. And there was a lot of hacks to get stuff like that to really work yep. Yep. as these displays move forward. So it's nice to see this change happening. Um, I think I'm, you know, adaptive sync is kind of a thing. You know, the, the, you go know, the G Sync, Free Sync to battle, but we're not going to get into today. Uh, I'm more interested to see how this fixes the HDR crap, right? About, if at all. Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It, I'm hoping. It should. I'm hoping it will. The well, question is, is, how long does it take to implement this in displays and in devices, whether it be. 
you know, Xbox, Blu-ray players, Shields, yeah. whatever it is. Is this a hardware upgrade? Is this a software-only upgrade? Like, how can you do all these types of things? So, and it, this is not the fix in any way for fixing, like, Windows 10 support for HDR or something like that. That's not... Um, that's the OS-level, like, color space switching yeah. thing. Yeah, but well, it could yeah, help... the color space help, is okay. It could help Windows understand exactly the specifications oh, sure. of the display. And sure. then it, it would be able to do its own thing. Yeah. Right, but yes, it, it's something still needs to be fixed on the software side. Yeah, all that all that fixes there is it removes you having to tell the OS that hey, this is an HDR panel, right? And you this know. is the spec, and these are the right. the, the, the uh, specifications of yeah. there. So, uh, Jeremy also wrote up that the phones are taking all the DRAM. That's probably not good, right? That's not what I wrote. Oh, the phone phones are taking <laughs> all the DRAM. All the DRAM memory. memory. Oh, sorry. Not DRAM. I was trying to. I was trying to prevent the uh, ATM machine mistake. That's mm-hmm. all. You know, he was trying to be uh, comical. No, I get it. So uh, this is an Inquirer story, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, and it follows the same uh, trend that I've been posting about once a quarter for the last year and a bit now. RAM prices is going up yeah. because supply is far outstripped by demand. And so they can charge whatever they want, which, you know, if you're Samsung or Hynix or Micron <laughs> or any of the other players is really wonderful. That's great. You can charge whatever you like. Yeah. And it has, in a way, exacerbated the issue because they've had this extra money. So now they're retooling their fabs for new memory technology, which has also slowed down production. In some cases, we're going to see that come around again mid next year. But uh, for some of the new fabs that they're building, it's like 2020 or so. So in the meantime, stop upgrading your damn cell phone every single time if you want your memory to go cheaper for your PC. Because they pay more, uh, they pay a higher premium uh, than most PC makers. And so they're a more attractive company, or a, a more attractive customer. Yeah, same same applies for NAND flash memory. I mean, we're probably getting close Absolutely. to a point where people have like a larger NAND-based SSD in their phone than they do in their PC. An yeah. average person, yeah. right? 256 gig iPhone? Yeah. yeah. I don't think the average person huh? that's the, no 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 it's not average no 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 right but i think know, that's more like 64 gigs thank you so so this begs the question what's the the average lifespan of a phone versus a pc uh, uh, well Apple or any other again case. if you go average i would guess it's pretty close to the same if yeah, i were saying maybe. average like yeah. average person upgrades a phone four years there are yeah, people yeah. that'll buy a new PC just because like the OS is getting slow or something or needs but to be I'd like still a, put that on a four year cycle. Yeah. yeah, I would, I would, I would agree guess they're years. roughly equivalent. Right? We are not yeah, normal three to four years for before you start seeing significant failure. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, uh, before we get into our next story, I, I uh, neglected. Uh, we have uh, patrons. If we do new ones, uh, Bika Mihal Alexandru Alejandro. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pledge three dollars. Pledge three dollars. Thank you very much, sir. We greatly appreciate that. And then Ken's lower third money <laughs> <laughs> edited their pledge from five dollars to ten dollars. Is this a joke? I didn't. I guess he needs a lower third now. I didn't. Oh, I, I, I joked last week about how I didn't get one. I think at <laughs> some week I yeah. joked. Now, now we got some couple, money, so we can, now what we can pay Alex. Oh, hey. so it was when I was the only one up there. Yeah, you when you two were gone, you were solo seating it. So I will say that's a good that's a good way to donate. Um, however, it's going to take more than five dollars. 
five extra dollars yep. to get Ken a lower third. Come on now. Yeah. That, that might be discount Ryan Schrout on the lower third. <laughs> we got we to gotta break out the motion graphics machine and oh, with yeah. the teletype connected to it. Yeah, and yeah, generate. yeah. That's 10 gigabit networking we have to buy for that specific blog. It's like yeah. a three-week render period. Yeah. It's got, yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. a punch card reader on it. Take out the Amigas. <laughs> Video toasters. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, our second story that comes to us from uh, Hard OCP tonight is they did some testing of Wolfenstein that is unique in that it only supports Vulcan, correct? Yep. yep. Right? Correct. Um, v- Works first, very well. First time that's happened, right, since Vulcan's been a thing. Um, I'm trying to remember the last time, Josh, you have any idea when the last time there was a game that came out that only supported OpenGL, for example? Oh, Half-Life? Did Doom? Did, like the Doom, oh, the new yeah, Doom? Doom was, was it Half-Life? Yeah. Was it only OPenGL? Yeah, OpenGL so. and Vulcan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which they and they added Vulcan with a oh, patch yeah. later, right after the launch. Yeah, to to Doom. I'm sorry, I'm talking about Doom three. I'm talking. We're talking about Doom 2016. Yeah, I'm talking about Doom three. Was I that an only OpenGL? I don't know if that I was only know. OpenGL. I don't, don't think remember it was. that. I think it was. It was. Huh. It was. Yeah, Carmack yeah. probably didn't make. A lot they of they, they still don't make no. DirectX games there. Yeah, like hmm. hence hence that would have been the API soon to be known as Vulcan back then too, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what did uh, what did Kyle and the guys there find uh, with performance here? And I, I, I say Kyle, I really mean Brent. Sorry, Brent. <laughs> Kyle just added in. Uh, this one will quite happily click the snot out of any hardware. Uh, at 4K, Uber was not playable even on the uh, 1080 Ti that they gave you to shot with. If you dock it down a bit, the uh, Vega 64 actually pushed out the 1080, uh, but couldn't quite keep up to the 1080 Ti, but Mm -hmm. uh, is sort of proving to be a really strong contender for people that have a 4K display. Part of the reason for that is this thing loved RAM. Uh, It maxed out 8 gigs quite happily uh, at 4K (laughs) and probably would have liked more. But the other sort of interesting thing, uh, and part of the reason I decided to post this one, um, apart from just, you know, the, the, the coolness of uh, Brent and Kyle, is, uh, you know, m- money, money, guys. Um, I know you're in the chat. Uh, the the video <laughs> settings are very strange. Like, have you ever seen GPU culling before? Uh, like as an option in a game? As an option no. on a game. To do what? Or deferred rendering. Uh, if you one, go even yes, back to our site, it's, I, I took a shot of the advanced video. So, yeah, click on the advanced uh, video options. All right, you know, I'm going to get my stars. So you've got GPU culling, uh, chromatic aberration. There we go. Uh, deferred rendering. And the biggest one, which uh, disappears occasionally, is, uh, is it, it's the async Oh, yeah, async, yeah, yeah. Compute. async compute. Yep. And so they've actually disabled that in the INA. It no longer appears. There, there is a way you can go on, re-enable it, and huh. turn it or turn it back on. Is it causing it out, issues the or something? Turn it or? off. It's not been helping things. Oh, okay. <laughs> in in right, theory, nice um, for an AMD GPU, it should help. Um, for an NVIDIA, not so much. In practice, uh, they've... They did a, a performance graph a little bit later on, and it's 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 not ready for prime time yet. Is essentially what they just discovered, which is part of why it's disappeared from your options menu. So it'll be interesting to see 
once they get it working right, uh, the effect it's going to have on AMD versus NVIDIA. But for now, I, I wouldn't recommend enabling it unless you Got really it. want to be playing around with uh, the nuts and bolts of how the game works. Interesting stuff. Good to see yeah. that kind of testing over there, too. Uh, real quick, drivers. NVIDIA released 388.31. Wickle uh, for Star Wars and Destiny 2. They actually had some really dramatic performance difference claims in destiny 2 um 25 by 14 you know the 1080 ti saw 45 percent improvements jesus which is and they weren't like a lie they they weren't bad to begin like were they like way behind vega or anything no 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 they weren't no this was one time where they weren't doing a catch-up yeah like the performance is pretty good to begin with I didn't. Were there, were there were they listing specific settings or something that this did it for? I, I even dug around into the release notes and I could not yeah, find okay. anything mm-hmm. describing what was going on. I mean, what do you do to get freaking like somebody had commented a line out like, "Oh Jesus, we had this just it was just waiting a millisecond every time yeah. for no reason." Like, oh, I got to get I rid put of that, that loop in there for debug. I forgot. Yeah, to yeah. Uh, so either way, I guess you know, Destiny Two, good, good. Improvements God. there. Uh, and for Battlefront 2, for those of you that are playing it and trying to get Darth Vader still, there's that. I mean, that's better than one card, like one better than one model improvement. I mean, that's like a, yeah, th- yeah that's better than 1080 Ti. It's better than 1070 Ti to 1080 Ti, probably. Yeah. 45%. Yeah. That's, that's just that's crazy. That's a huge jump. It's like, on one hand, hey, good for you. On second, what the hell were you doing before? Exactly. <laughs> they, they even had it like, Come this, on, is, this is an NVIDIA game and they had a. A optimized driver out for the beta. Yeah. So like they've been true, doing right? this for a while. Yeah. So what the hell? I'll just. <laughs> well, give they Sean were working on the driver on Friday afternoon, and then called it a weekend and took it up first thing Monday yeah. morning, and then said, "Ask her out. We're done." <laughs> I forgot about it. You know, things happen. Uh, also, real quick, mention uh, FSP, maker of power supplies, but now also other PC accessories, uh, announced the CMT five ten tempered glass enclosure that's pretty uh it is it is but uh, there's a big old both panel right in front of the, the fans front. yeah i mean yeah i steve obviously would, the air steve, is coming in the side steve but. over at gamers next would have a damn field day with that because when they've tested cases like that in the past and like they they don't do good things for the airflow so there there is an open well uh, surely not of course not you just but, have to push all the hot air out yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so there's an there's an opening between the front of the case obviously and the and the tempered glass yes it, but um, it's just that the air has to come in from those sides and fans don't yeah. like up uh, fans don't like moving a lot You're of not air when a that vacuum. air has to make a turn as they're oh, coming sure, into the sure, fan. sure 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 it's it's yeah. more turbulent. It's louder when they can do it. They might have to spin faster to get as much airflow. Yeah. Well, it's probably um, still quieter in the end because again, piece of glass in front of the fan, so it's that's uh, true blocking the noise. Right. But you look cool while you're doing it. Hundred bucks. So and it's uh, relatively yeah. expensive nice for a tempered glass. Yeah. So all sides are uh, semi-transparent tempered glass. So the back panel is as well. Huh. Which is relatively unique. And when you look at that front, the shot of the empty case that I put up. That is what it looks like. Your two three and a halfs are attached to the back plate. Yeah. Your two and a half drives sit flat on top huh. of that PSU shroud. The rest is empty space for your components. Even the top is glass. It's yeah. The the labels for the ports were just etched on top of the glass. Yes. You could tell it was like there was a space there. That's kind of cool. That is cool. The whole dang case mm. is 
Yeah. yeah. What I mean, if you take a bucks, glass cutter it's... and cut out holes for the fans in the front? <laughs> solves your problem there. It's like you're, it's like you're stealing, stealing the jewels or something. Yeah. yeah. Suction cup. Yeah. All right. So that's from FSP. And then, uh, oh, yeah, one more last thing because Alan pulled a Josh on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Micron launches nice. <laughs> Micron launches 32 gig NVDIMs, which uh, for for a long time I looked as uh, looked at as Nvidia DIMs, but that is not no, the case. No, that's not the case. Non volatile DIMs. Yes, um, they're DIMs, yeah, but they have non volatile. Well, okay, so they are non volatile by some means. Did, did, right? There's different types did, of them. Did you get enough paper towels before all this? Excuse me. Before you started to pull a josh oh <laughs> sorry no i don't pull that kind of a josh in the office here okay um so Only micron micron launched not announced launched they're supposed to be shipping this uh 32 gigabyte version of their nvdim n which is nand flash combined with dram so you have dram but you also have in this case slc flash um which i believe is their micron like 3d oh it's probably a stack uh, yeah, a stack of dies inside of a package of their uh, their 3D NAND. Um, but the idea is, you know, you you get it's 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 NAND backed RAM, so um, you can kind of pick it out in the picture there. There's a backup power connector. If you had this installed, it's meant for a server, right? If you have it installed in the server, you would ha- presumably have some sort of battery pack off to the side, supercapacitors or whatnot, super cap. C- connected to this. So if the system does go down, hard crash, uh, you know, just lose power, whatever happens, uh, everything that was in the RAM can be considered non-volatile because there's power and enough time for it to shift everything. Mm. What, whatever hasn't been updated, it'll shift it to the flash okay. in the background, right? Got it. Um, so super it's, cap. You know, it's kind of sort of like those RAM disks, RAM drives from a while back that would have a battery in them and then like you back up to an SD card. Mm-hmm, Remember mm-hmm. like way the, the IRAM or whatever, gigabyte IRAM. Uh, that was so just awesome. imagine a way faster version of it that's basically just going DDR speeds. Right. Right. Um, hmm. So now, Intel that's, is really trying to find something that sits right between RAM and an SSD. Well, well, this is Micron for this wise, one. Um, but yes, uh, along those lines, also in this post, I have, um, well, cause speed wise, this particular device just goes DRAM speed because it is DRAM. It's just also able to speak to flash on the back end. Got right. It. Um, on the flip side, uh, Intel has announced that Optane basically, uh, you know, they keep calling it 3d cross point dims, but it's probably going to be launched with the Optane name since that they're. That's Intel's name for, you know, branding. Fast for, things. For, for, for 3D Crosspoint. <laughs> Fast things, yeah. But they can't call it Optane Memory. Because... Yeah, they're not going to call it Optane Memory because they already <laughs> used that one on the dang cache thing, which is M.2. <laughs> so maybe they'll just call it Optane Dim or something. Should have called it, it is Optane a Dim. Um, so this is uh, just going to have Crosspoint on it, not DRAM. Got it. So right, it's slightly the slower. Point, slightly slower. But it's just purely non-volatile. Right. Don't have to worry about the super cap. No super caps, no battery backups, super none cap. of that stuff. Just straight, you know, you're able to just talk to Crosspoint. Now, we're not sure what the latencies would look like. They didn't announce. They just said, it's coming second half 2018. They're like, this is when it's going to come out. Got it. Uh, I don't think that's Intel's fault. Like, they keep pushing it off or something. Like, the whole NVDIM thing, it's tricky, 
right? You need BIOS support. You need motherboard support. Only like super micro server motherboards so far, I think, have been the ones that primarily support NVDIMM at all. Like the BIOS needs to partition out the RAM like during the boot process, the, the non-volatile portions. And basically, you know, it presents to the operating system differently than the rest of the regular RAM because yep. you don't treat it as if it's regular RAM, you know, but somehow you have to connect it to the OS in, in such a way that you can use it at, at RAM speeds, right? That's the trick is the implementation, not just, you know, putting the media on a dim thing and just plugging it in, right? Got it. Um, hmm. So, I mean, there's not even a... I, the the spec is not even finalized for what crosspoint dims would use. Okay, right. So it's probably uh, you know other reasons for the delay. Right. It's just it's just not ready yet. Like the everything else hasn't caught up to the fact that you can take this you know fast M- and non much less the firmware on your motherboard. Yeah, and, and uh, the way like, the CPU handles this. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's where. Uh, you know that technology is it's it's there. It's been there for a little while in the in the the part that Micron launched. In other words, it's DRAM that kind of transparently in the background can back up to flash. Um, but crosspoint stuff is going to take um, a little bit more innovating. And this is the kind of thing it's going to come out for servers first. Don't expect to see you know anytime in 2018 Christmas 2018. You're not going to be buying your next motherboard with like an Optane dim. To I just have you, your OS I, I, on, like I don't, I don't think in the next five years you'll do that. I mean, it might, it might be like three years, maybe. I just, what, what's the advantage for As a consumer? consumers? You would yeah. just need a, you would just need a consumer, uh, like the BIOSes would just have to get to the point where they can index. No, but but what's the advantage for consumers? Oh well, your SSD. Oh, there's many advantages. Your, your SSD would not be uh, limited you, by PCI speeds. It would be limited. Sure. It, the the basically the CPU is speaking directly to Crosspoint over the DRAM bus. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, also, uh, think of all the issues we you've had. Got, you've got DRAM modules that will be far more dense than regular memory, and slower uh, because yeah. of the Crosspoint, the design, yeah. and slower. But think of so. Think of all the Barely. ways that think of all all the hurdles that we have right now as far as uh, even if you bought a 900P. If you run it on a Windows machine, you're giving away like 50 to 60% of your latency per request just to the fact that the Windows kernel is designed to run on like SATA and NVMe SSDs. Sure. Still, sure. Like NAND SSDs. But, and so there's still a lot of latency that just kind of gets thrown in just by the way that the, mm-hmm. the kernel is just not optimized for that it. That would still exist if NVDIMMs were available today. Probably yeah. not because anything that would be an NVDIMM uh, driver would have to be pull mode. Not interrupt request based. I mean, you're making a lot of assumptions yeah, about like potential well, implementations I mean, in Windows of we, a technology that doesn't exist yet. before on Windows. In, right? We we, ha- we did a hack to get there. No, but like Intel tested poll mode with Optane. Yeah, and the they P4 can get down X. and they can get down to seven microseconds. Right? right. But what's what's flat, what's dim? But but there's but there's no what interrupt. Would dim do? Yeah. Well, you're throwing away a couple of microseconds. What I'm saying is, 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 is the operating system was still there's, there's talking no to it as storage, but it's, it's still only going to get down there. to seven. Like, that's, that's its no, you can go stopping point. Uh, all, With all the same these... software kernels involved? Yeah. But you just, like, how? If the driver <laughs> doesn't, if the driver is not setting it up as an interrupt, if the driver halts the thread while it does the I.O. and immediately Polling turns mode. But, but there's it's different than poll. You don't have to pull RAM. You don't pull it's RAM. Sticking mode. Exactly. Yeah. Ask, exactly. Alan, you don't pull that's RAM. That's my point. <laughs> what, 
the it's architecture. The, it, it would. Okay. I shouldn't use the word pole. It'd be faster than pole. <laughs> okay. Nothing's okay. faster than Anyways, pole. Anyways. No. Uh, no, 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 no. Alan's digging himself a good hole here. Interesting technology yes. to look forward to. Pole, we'll talk about this one next year sometime. Yeah, next year sometime. Huh. We'll move on. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't, you're, you're getting rid of a lot of the hops that has to take. You're not seem, going over PCI Express. There's a huge software step that has to take place yeah. to yes. take advantage of that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, exactly. that's, that's what model. I mean by, so even if you had limbo MDMs underneath today, the pole, you wouldn't be able to go faster than what a polling driver with the P4800X could do today. Yes, it would go faster Well, because the yeah. interface is much faster. So, so here's the but thing. But not lower latency. So, so that means lower latency. <laughs> So, so why are we even treating this your as a drive? Your controller is going to have lower latency than your PCIe uh, controller. Yes. Just because so, of it's the you don't have to pull There's, there's the packet overhead. Bus. There's all this stuff for PCIe that would go away with a dim form factor. It's all mem mapped in the well, end anyway. It wouldn't go away with a dim form factor. It's just electrical connections. It'd have to be the interface with which the CPU talks to it, right? Yes. Which would... Yes. So you what's, can't go NVMe yeah, so over the, dim. What's the controller in that regard? Is it on the it's, CPU or is it on the It's the memory controller at that point, isn't it? No. Okay, it's going to be firmware. It's going to be they're, they're, how you address memory transactions at a very low level. Yeah, there's and probably I'll still going to be memory transactions at 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 the dim and level is really highly optimized. Yeah, and if you can add that huge. Larger storage with only a slightly larger latency issue, you're going to have some really good things coming if the OS can leverage that. Yeah, exactly. That's That's all all exactly. That's writing to DRM is highly, highly optimized now, but writing to Optane in the same way is yes. obviously not. Right. <laughs> but how is it different? You, you, get, you guys are talking about the Windows kernel and the polling. Well, so, and the okay, so you have but to I mean, realize. You, you already have a memory controller. You're, you're going to load new firmware on it. And why isn't this – why is this more complex than just saying, all right, this chunk right here is Optane and map it to this virtual address here? Because and Windows the would freak the it. fuck out if you did that. No, because the OS <laughs> – If you tried to write all of your system memory to RAM. Okay, let, me, let me ask The OS this. wouldn't know to – access it as if it was a storage device exactly that's the, that's a change that needs to happen at the software level <laughs> virtual channel sd ram how would that be applicable to this <sighs> highly yeah correct yeah yeah and and this is this is depends if you're using it for system memory or for system storage anyways i stand by my five technology. years <laughs> Well, obviously, this shit isn't figured out yet. So, <laughs> moving on. It, there's one last thing. It would go at least as fast as uh, what was the when we did the bridging the gap chart, and I think we got down to like three microseconds or something with the RAM disk. Okay, yeah, something like that. I see that, right? Sure. So there's your floor to like the Windows, the OS, the OS yeah, right? Yeah. Like. Because that's just a driver now, talking was, to RAM. That wasn't something we tested, though, right? Yeah, I tested. We, you still yeah, had a was, working RAM drive to yeah, test? Yeah, I just, I just found okay. the fastest. I tested like oh, five or six. Not like I was thinking of the gigabyte. No, 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 no. You're talking that about was, like using software as a RAM yeah, drive. Yeah, just a, so, a software it. RAM disk thing, right? Um, you know, because Crosspoint, would, it would be the same thing. You just need some kind of driver to overlay on the OS. And then it would get better as the OS could just natively right. speak to it, right? 
All right, picks of the week. Uh, mine is uh, Envy Dims, oddly enough. Envy Dims, right? Yeah, I, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird timing how that worked out, right? Uh, uh, it is the Nvidia Titan XP Collector's Edition with these cool ass Star Wars designs. Um, that looks pretty cool. So uh, when I was talking with somebody about when they had came out with this teaser video for these, right, and it, you couldn't tell what they were, you just saw red and green, and you had no idea. And uh, I was told that they were going, to, this was going to be the Ryan Shroud edition of these <laughs> video cards. <laughs> what? Right. And I was like, and I, and I still had no idea. Like, what does that even mean, right? And he's like, well, I. I you'll like it, right? And it turns out this is what they were. They were releasing. I said two, too much already. Yeah, yeah. Two Titan XPs. Um, one with like two, they're two different designs. Not only is it just different uh, LED colors. Yeah, the one fan for the is Jedi the, Order, one the, for the Empire. Yeah, the actual shroud is different. The yeah. fans have different symbols on them. The, the shroud is slightly different. Yeah, why won't this? One is rich actually not just pleasure. slightly different. One's silver and one's black. Yeah, right, this one. Uh, well, and the uh, Jedi so, Order yeah. one is battle scarred. So you can see over here. What, okay, so it is. It's meant to kind of look like this lightsaber style and design um it's still a titan xp in terms of perf no secrets there i don't think this is like highly overclocked or any of that type of I stuff i believe you mean it's the fastest gpu you can buy yeah oh, sorry <laughs> it's the super bad oh, i didn't know it had star wars, oh, star wars but the, the, the star back. wars logo is the wrong direction if you install that well, in a case yeah it's, it's, but it's, if you're installing this in a case don't yeah, do that sure yeah, but they should have just rotated it 90, 180 put, degrees they should have put lights on it too yeah i would agree i mean look at this Look at this! Oh, it lights up through the backplate. Like, see, see this, see this picture right here. Oh, they already showed this. Well, I don't. Oh, I'll show mine then. Um, it's like they've got the packaging here. Hey, that's lit up in the. It packaging. is lit up. I will tell you mm. that inside mine, it is not lit up, and that is disappointing it's not me right lit now. But supposedly, AF. you can power it. I, I apparently supposedly, if you apply power to the six pin. Six or eight, I don't remember which one. The six or eight. Well, you would only need now. Is that, would, that's not on the normal Titan X. Right, well, there's like that's a on the PCI. Page. Yeah, there's a logo on the bottom. No, no. Mm-hmm. that's new. All right, I'm gonna look at so these pictures. Supposedly, too. you can apply look 12 volts for probably like look low amperage 12 volts to the to the yeah, power connector. Looks like Darth Vader's lightsaber. Um, and you can do this with the card not yes. plugged into a PC. That's and my understanding. Bo- and it's supposed to light that's up. My understanding. All right, so. these are all supposed things. We don't know. So what I thought was cool about this. Is uh, if it will ever open. We're gonna get taken down. That was so accurate. Now I haven't, I haven't undone the the labels like the seals on these side yet, and I'm like, I mean, I'm going to, yeah, because I do want to figure out if I could, if I want to display it like on a set or something and not use it, then I, I, I want it to be lit up at the very least. Can Can I please build you a gaming PC with the, the that? Yeah, I need, we need to do that. Yeah, I like, guess. I, I, I think we have a pretty good case for it. Aren't you going to get? The I want to be able to see the front of it though. We need, we just need to find. There are a couple of cases now that have built-in ninety degree. Okay, so we're going to SLI the light and the dark side. That's what. I, that's my goal. Uh huh. Unnecessarily SLI two twelve hundred dollar Titan X piece. I feel like Jim over here. Uh, <laughs> that, look, it's Ryan bringing balance to move. the force. Uh, yeah. Needed the graphics memory. 
Yeah, he, he's going to cut me <laughs> out of the loop for the too months they've to notched, get another one They've of these. notched out. Flip that around. They've uh, notched out the it. back of the... <laughs> oh, they notched out the back of the display yeah. so you can make sure you yeah. see the whole logo. This is really, really cool, to, uh, well-designed. I'm trying to figure out... I don't know if it says anywhere on the site. I haven't opened it up yet, but is it... I, I'm pretty sure it's just plastic. It's probably not metal along the top there, right? It's just... I don't know. Looks, metal eyes, how much plastic. did that thing cost? It looks like... Uh, well, it was $1,200, <laughs> but keep in mind that it's the same price as a standard Type Next B. It's not yeah. even more oh, okay. to get the special edition Star Wars. So, uh... It says it's a die cast aluminum body. Ooh. Ooh. So, wow. hey, okay. die cast. Look at this garbage here. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. Why <laughs> even bother selling that? <laughs> so <anymore>? terrible. <laughs> just send that to me. It's now. the worst. And we just, yeah, hey, Josh, that was within arm's reach to Joe. It was just sitting on a shelf. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> amazing. Josh, go ahead and grab Do yours. Do I need to bring out some more dog ashes? Because I've got two sets. <laughs> As long as you said ashes, I'm okay with that. Oh, all right, he's all in ashes over there. So I don't, you know, if you're a big Star Wars nut like I am, you might consider buying one of these. Don't buy one if you weren't also already kind of thinking, hey, a thousand dollar plus video card is the right move for me. <laughs> um, but it is, it is pretty badass. And kudos to Nvidia, like get this license, and I think this is the first time they've done like a big licensed yeah. thing like this. They've had, you know partners with game developers and stuff like that. But this doesn't say like Battlefront 2 across it or mm-hmm. something like that, right? It's Star Wars, Galactic Empire, Jedi Order. Uh, I would like to have – I'd like to hear about the approval process from Disney to get these designs done. I bet that would be an interesting conversation. Started it with well. Ching Ching. Oh, 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 yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. NVIDIA has money to pay for it. All right, Jeremy, what do you got? Well – I mean, say you don't have 1200 bucks lying around and you want a GPU you could actually use. <laughs> but still sort of looks imperial. I'm going to use mine. It just may not be for gaming. He's no, just not gonna, says it'll be for gaming. Purpose. He's not going to let it get any dust on it, but he's going to use it. <laughs> yes. So there's a decent deal on an MSI Black Radeon RX Vega 64 up here in Kanakistan. All right. It's uh, just about 200 bucks off, and it's in stock. Two things huh. you don't usually see very often. <laughs> That's it, true. It's, it's not the liquid-cooled one. Sorry. Uh, that one still costs an, a titanic amount of money. Does it m- cost money. a Star Wars Titan XP? Not quite, but Fair. it's getting damn close. Fair enough. Fair enough. And with the 8 gigs of memory, I mean, if you're, if you're going Wolfenstein high uh, resolution... This is a decent card to go with because up here that uh, 1080 Ti is going to cost you a bit more than 710 bucks. Yep. So if you're shopping, this one is probably not going to be beaten on any Canadian Black Friday deals. <laughs> so give her a shot. Well, what about seal deals? <laughs> seal deals? Well, I mean... I no? don't think it's quite heavy enough to be effective with seals, but mm, yeah, if not you, a lot of club. If you crossfired two of them together, you, you Does might Club 3D be able still to take make graphics out. cards. <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and besides, up here we prefer using Matrox cards. Mm, okay, yeah, you can buy them in bulk for cheap. <laughs> All right, uh, Josh, you're next. Me. What did I choose? I don't know. Shows a headset that you're not using. Com. Okay, so anyway, I had to order Thank you for an individual in our organization, a new headset and uh, microphone piece. Uh-huh. 
And this worked out far better than expected. It is the Microsoft Live Chat LX3000 headset. It's USB. Mm-hmm. It's got good sound. Mm-hmm. Covers the ears. And it's inexpensive. Yeah. Inexpensive. It's not bad. Like 25 pounds. Usually it's on sale for about 7 bucks cheaper. It's nice. Huh. Josh, does this one have it the... It works uh, well. Does it have the nice mute button on the on the cord? Like the uh, 2000 mm, series I can't does? remember. <laughs> I, I have the 2000 at home and I absolutely love it. I'm going to say no, but it's not listed as one of the four bullet points. Ah, oh, it's so sad. That was the best part about the Damn. 2000. They uh, might have it, but uh, we'll have to look a, tomorrow. There is a review that says um, the only thing is that the mute button stopped working after a few months of use. Oh, apparently it has one. So there's a mute button. I don't know where it is. <laughs> and it may not be that high a quality. Uh, yeah, it may, it may. All right. Well, worth checking out. All right. Uh, yeah. Alan, what do you got? 25 bucks. Hey, so uh, I, hey. Need to, I need to figure out a way to plug in my camera to a computer to provide power to it without the camera thinking that it was in USB data transfer mode. Okay. And it's it's harder to do than you might think unless like you just you know start hacking pins out of it. I was going to say, you could take, you technically could just take a cable and take pins out you of could, it. You could, but then the camera would not charge at the high speed. Okay. See, there's a trick you have to do to the signal lines in USB for it to think that it's a one-amp charger. All right. Right? Uh, and those connectors, those adapters are supposed to do it. Okay. For you. Um, pretty cheap. Just a little, uh, you know, Porta Pow is the company. They, yeah, we've used their stuff before. That was our first USB power monitor. Was yeah, they make, they make more recent power monitors as well. They make a power monitor that has two ports on it, which you might see like linked in the, you might also like whatever on that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's actually that. Yeah, I think we so, have one of those. So there's a power meter that has one port is a data port that passes it through while it's measuring your current. But the other port is a does the same function as that port of power thing. Got it. Gives you power only with no data. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they call this port of power is the brand. Data blocker is the product. Okay. Data blocker USB. Yeah. Data blocker with smart charge. Two packs. Is that like smart beta blockers, charge. or is that just a different? It's thing entirely. No, it's close. Okay, cool. You can take these like beta blockers. Yep, so, and they're fully uh, full of antioxidants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On fiber too. So twelve twelve ninety nine for two. No, uh, is there like seven ninety nine for one? It looks like. Yeah, and yeah. they make same company makes cords. If you just wanted a cord that just did that, um, right. I found those somewhere. Like so, around. in this example here, where this person has uh, an iPad attached, the general idea here, or I guess it's not an iPad. No, it is an iPad. It is an iPad. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a, not where you plug in. It's it, the screen ro- is oh, rotated. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this is to charge it, but you don't want the computer to know it's connected as a dev- data device. Right. Which, essentially. Now, nowadays, the OSs have, like, you have to trust the computer for the iPad right. to start. But that wasn't always the case, right? So Got I can it. see that's Got why it. you would want that. All right. So or if you just don't want, don't want iTunes to fucking pop up on your PC. Yeah, no yeah. joke. Yeah. Constantly. Hey, so, you need to update to the latest. No, I don't. I don't have to update no, to anything. No, what's, what's, what's the bit on the top right me. there? That's $600. I'm, uh, oh. Your logo here, pack of 100. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fair Let's enough. Get him with the PC That's Pro actually logo. cheaper. That's only six bucks Josh a piece. Technoscope Jeez. saying he's looking yeah, for Josh an adapter Tech. with built-in diodes. Well, Josh I, think, I, think this one, I think this one has the built-in resistors in order to trick the device into thinking that it's quick charge. Uh, 
I'm not sure what he means by diodes, though. You know, maybe he wants LEDs, too. They, no, they, he's probably got they, all diodes are not light-emitting. But they should be. No. <laughs> they, ha- they should be. <laughs> you should just, any, any PCB you look at that has resistors, they just, or and just they diodes. they should all be RGB. They should all just be like, oh, just RGB. Yeah. Okay. Give it a year, Ryan. Give it a year. All right, that's going to be it for the show this week. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, PCPro.com slash podcast. Go there. You can find links to the downloads, the RSS, video files, all the stories we talked about, all the links we talked about in our hardware software picks. Uh, all that stuff is there. Uh, and we'll see you next week with No, We Won't. <laughs> next week, we will not have a podcast. Thanks. Why not? What's going on? Because it is on? Thanksgiving. And oh, we're not, we already did we're that. We're not Canadians. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy will be here to record a solo PC Perspective podcast, uh, Canadian edition. Well, let's see. We could get yeah. him and Scott to do one, maybe. Just the two yeah. of them. And it's, they could let in. record us. Two of us. At, at the home. We at can make it if you try. You guys don't have to record it. Just transcribe it and then post it on the site as a story. Sounds good? All right, sounds good. Uh, so we'll be, we probably won't have a podcast next week. No promises that we won't, but probably won't. Uh, we'll see. Um, probably not. If not, we'll be back the next week. All right, see you guys. I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Harris. And I'm Alan Malbentano. Bye.